Hemshechayim Beis, Volume 1, page Memtes 49, Chapter 30, Discourse 8. That way, for sure, we have the coordinates. Uh, my name is Mimona, and we're in the middle of discussion of three levels of energy, or within energy. After a long uh, discussion, but went over 10, 11 chapters, explaining the root of energy, the root of Eris, basically, Shersha Eris, which itself is an opinion, because some people say there's no root for energy, because energy is rooted in the Bleakville. As soon as you say there's a root, you're saying that there's it's some type of level. Not just complete uh, formlessness and shapelessness. It's not complete transcendence. It's has some some form of shape in it. The way he was explaining it, the way we're discussing it, is think of like the artist has a vision in his mind of what is going to come. So in the mind, it's just very amorphous and very abstract, but it's still a vision of what's going to come. I just saw in a mimer, he doesn't bring it here, at least in these mimerim, Another example for it. I gave the example of someone envisioning this from somewhere I met my mother. Let's say you envision an apple. So in your mind, you have all the features of the apple, but there's nothing that can call tangible. It's not a physical apple. I saw the example that Samach brings, someone imagining them traveling. Let's say imagine traveling from here to Australia, or from here to Israel, or from here down the block. He says, in the Machshavah, there's no real difference if you're traveling a million miles or a mile. Even though you can envision the distance, because let's say you travel, you can envision it took me so long and so on, but in the thought process, there's only a uh, there's only a it's only a vision. Anyway, this is not really a complete example because remote that would be more like Atsilas, or more spiritual, even as a Siruchnis, for example. But the idea is, in the God's mind, the vision of it all, is he was Meshayar, he envisioned the potential, and he envisioned, the, he estimated what, he's going to need, what he wants to have. And he wanted to have a world like ours, which in, in Asis of Kabbalah, so this is Esospheres. For all practical purposes, ten spheres is like the DNA. Everything is a result of the ten spheres. So ten spheres is the is so-called the first vision of structure of existence. So it'll create the tzira adam. We say adam nas adam b'tzalmenu k'dmusenu. What's 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 the tzalmenu mus? You're talking about ten spheres. Meichin emidus. Chacham ebin das chesed gud the first netzachedis said malchus. So after this long discussion, now he goes over to eir hagvul itself, meaning the eir itself, and speaks about three levels. And we just discussed the first two levels in chapter twenty-nine, which is number one. The level of air as it's in its source and its root. And in its source and its root, it is a... Uh, it's pshittas, complete pshittas, as he calls it, complete shapelessness. Not just relative shapelessness, but pshittas mamash. And he gave the example called yachid. Yachid. Now yachid is not like echad. Echad is, there's details, and from the details you move to the oneness. Yachid is how it's initially in a state of, of, of what you call essential unity. And there's no room for uh, anything else. So that's the first level. That he called, uh, what we say in Pasach in the beginning, Antuchad v'loi b'chushban. 
The means that he's one, but not in any type of measurable way or not type in any type of numerical fashion. It's antuchat. And lay b'chushman, because there's a spheres. There are ten spheres there, but they're not in any way that you can calculate or measure them as ten. Then comes level two, which is which, which we're at the end of the chapter, which already now, now is already the revelation of these ten uh, elements as individual distinct entities. However, they're not yet in containers. And since they're still, in a, they're after the tzimtzum, so the tzimtzum has revealed them as distinct entities, they're not just all, this is echad already. So, so, they're still the, so they still are under the impact, as he's put it there, of the overpowering impact of the energy the way it was before the tzimtzum, being that this is just revealing that which was concealed. So therefore they still retain a very strong transcendent element and are relatively shapeless. This is not relative shapelessness, not absolute shapelessness. And this is the level, if you look, the next time you say Pesach you could be Mechav, and it's Antu Chakim V'le B'choch Here already you have Chakim. In the Esosphere, the the hidden spheres, you can't say Chakim, you can say Antu Chad, Yochid. Here it's already Antu Chakim. It's Chokhm, B'le Chokhm which means it doesn't have any type of Yediyah. There's no conscious or you can't call it an attribute of wisdom. So this is already Antu Chad, uh, I'm sorry, Antu Chakim. He's already, the, uh, God is manifesting through Chachma, but it's a Chachma that's still uh, relative to the containers, Pshitis. Pshitis we translate as formless, shapeless, seamless. All the lessons. That, uh, okay. So there we go. This is it. So now we move on to chapter Lamed, page 30, chapter 30, page 49. See, he's still in the middle of the second. He hasn't yet reached the third level, just for the record. Now, here you go. On page Memtes. On these two above-mentioned levels, which means the Eir HaKolol, or I uh, should say, I should add one more thing. He said, all this is relative, because in Lifnei HaTimtum itself, there's also Yachid, Echid, and Kadman. So all when we say Yachid, that the level, the first level is complete Pshittas, we're talking about relative to uh, the after the symptom, which of course you can then ask the question. So it's not pshitas mamish, then it's again relative. So what's the difference between this relative and that relative? Well, as we know, with relatives, it's not so simple. So one relative is not like the next. The bottom line is, we read. I read the letter from the Rebbe yesterday here, from Chelik Tazvov from Tovshin Test. The Rebbe writes, the at symptom. You have to remember being before the symptom. I elaborated, but I'll just say it briefly. Is we can't even imagine it, because if we could imagine it, we wouldn't need a symptom. The whole point of the symptom is that this is a reality that we cannot uh, enter. You cannot enter Lifniat symptom. I'm not talking about La'asad Lave after Mashiach and so on. In a regular structure of existence, we can't enter Lifniat symptom and remain intact in any possible way. Because you're talking about what dominates there is completely Eireh and Sof and Malakol The Rebbe discusses there, if it's, if it's Malakol and it's Poshet, which means complete seamlessness, how is it possible? So he explains it's relative. I just want to say the relative of Lifnet Simpson to after is not the same relative that I was saying is after the Simpson compared to Atsilas. Because there, there's no question, as you gave the example from Aveda, that there, the only thing you sense is God's will and God's desire. It's like in the artist, the only thing that you sense is the vision of the artist. You know, it doesn't even, it's not even relevant which, what the vision is. He's envisioning it in detail. But bottom line, what, 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 what's mayor there, what dominates, is, is the artist's vision, not the vision itself and not the spheres. 
So it can use a more elaboration, but but just for the record, it's not just another relative thing, because the tzimtzum does create a radical change. The tzimtzum basically moves away from God's dominance in conscious, what's called the divine consciousness, to a possibility of a potential other consciousness. Meaning, we use ourselves as an example. We are conscious of ourselves, and we're not necessarily conscious of God. I mean, Amuna, you think about it, you can logically assume, but you're not conscious of it in the natural sense of the word. It's not al-kuz b'pshittis. I mean, Lashon Achsidus is that before the symptom of Lakuz B'Pshittis and Elam is B'Shachas. Which means godliness is the, the obvious and the novelty is existence. And today, and I mean today, after the symptom, existence is, is the natural and God is the novelty. Which means it makes effort. You know, the story with the Chassid and the non-Chassid, they discuss speaking about God. So uh, they're debating God exists, God doesn't exist. So finally the Chassid says to the non-Chassid, says to him, you know, I, I envy you. Because the truth is, I think about myself most of the time, and you, I'm, I'm very impressed. You think about God all the time. So the guy, you know, who had a stickle ego, felt very impressed. He's taken such a compliment. So, but till later, years later, he realized, or somebody reminded him that it was actually an insult, because the reason you think about yourself all day is well, the reason, he, the reason you, you think about God all day is because you you know you exist. You don't have to think about yourself. So you wonder, does God exist? Does God not exist? Where does God fit in? Does not God? The chassid, by him, God is a, is a given. He doesn't have to think about it. The, shy, the question then is, do I exist? Do I not exist? Why do I exist? Where am I? What, what my role is? And this isn't just semantics. You know, it's like the other one. How would God destroy the world? So you ask a, a, a Baal Nigla, he'll tell you, look, look in Chumash, first God brings a flood, then he brings a fire, then he spreads all the ashes out. You know, there's all kinds of ways to... Um, and you ask a, a chassid, just has to open a sheikh v'amunah, and you know, there's only one thing God has to do. He has to do nothing. So the default state, is not that existence exists and you have to figure out how to destroy it. The, 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 the reality is that it doesn't exist. And you need, it to, you need someone to want it. It would be like someone saying, how do you stop someone from speaking? You just stop speaking. As soon as you stop speaking, it stops flowing. So I was just adding this point. That's Lifnei Tzimtzum. After the Tzimtzum is where the structure starts emerging. But it doesn't emerge in a second. It emerges in a process. One of the best examples we can give is what God himself gave us. Maybe this is why he did it this way. A child doesn't just turn into an adult. It begins with uh, something that is completely miraculous, almost like Yeshma'ayin. A, a seed is fertilizes an egg. No one understands the process, but something happens. That's a chidush. We talked about Gilead Halam chidush. Chidush means, as I explained yesterday, Chidush means, not necessarily that it's a new thing, it means that it's not an extension of what was there before. Obviously, everything comes from God. So someone could say, everything is Gilead Helam. The Elam Hazar is a Gilead Helam. Bri, Yitzir, Asiya. Why do we call Bri, Bri, and Atzilus, Atzilus? Everything is Bri. So in truth, compared to Atmos, it's true, because nothing reflects him. Even Eir, in a way, is a Bri. As he said, even Eir is shame. But there are things that God created that reflect him. That when you look at it, it tells you right away there's a source. And there are things that God put in there in place that don't tell you there's a source. They tell you logically there is. But you look at it, you don't necessarily see source. You see it. And then you say, oh, someone must have put it there. Air is impossible to deny that it has a source. There's no such thing as air without a source. A keli, you conclude logically, but the keli doesn't yell out to you consciously, I have a source. It's, it focuses on its identity. You just said, 
together from Bria. He said that before. I don't see the word Bria, but it's like Kodmoya Hadar is the word. Same thing. Shmei is Eir. Eir, because it's Bittl, it has an element of it that it's like the source. That it Because it, it, it's Bittl to the source, so so it can reflect even the part of the source that the Eir itself doesn't have on its own. So is there a difference between before and after? 100%. In terms of Kodim? Only one thing is Kodim. Atmos. Nothing else is Kodim. Shmei is because he wants it. That's the Lashon. You know the expression? What means Ke'en Kodmohedet? It's not really relevant to this at all. I know you keep dwelling on it, but I know, I know, I understand you reached everything until that point. I'm glad to hear. You know, Ke'en uh, Kodmohedet is an expression used in Chassidus. Kodmohedet literally means that the header preceded the existence of something. So we all know the table was not here forever, so Kodmohedet. There are things that are called Ke'en Kodmohedet. Because the number one is they're not, the first one, there's no time involved. And number two, air, think of it like a, an, think of a pole that's infinitely tall. It casts an infinite shadow. But you would not say the shadow is, 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 is kadmin, called kadmanim. You'd say ke'en kadmanim. Because technically, the shadow follows the pole, not the pole follows the shadow. You cannot say there's only one God. Air is a reflection of that God. And Eir, because it's bitless, so uh, so so complete and absolute, it will be. It will express even. Th- let's think of an Eved. It will express things of Atzmus that uh, that Eir never will understand or relate to. An Eved that's completely dedicated to the king. Let's say this Eved is illiterate. He doesn't know how to learn. Doesn't know anything. But the king tells him, "I want you to repeat the following words and tell it to my to my subjects." He'll go repeat it. And you listen to him. You think, "Oh, he's brilliant." No, he's not brilliant at all. He's just carrying the message. He's so bottle. He's able to carry even something he himself, so to speak, doesn't have on its own. So Eir in Yone is Gilui. Or else, what, 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 remember, That's the expression. What does that mean? God doesn't need Eir. But if he wants existence like ours, he wanted Eir because Eir is Gilui. Gilui is for us. So Eir is Megala. Because it's so bottled, that's why it has an element in it. That it could even be expressed the the things of the etzim that Eir itself doesn't have on its own. And by the way, Eir also teaches us, tells you, I'm not Atmos. Know that everything what well, I, I I am is still only a revelation. Eir also tells you that. So Eir does never masquerades as an. It's not like the king that's like the guy dresses up like a king, you know, and makes believe he's the king. Eir doesn't have that problem because it's bit, it's bottle. It doesn't have any ego, you know. If Caleb, you gave Caleb that power, they maybe do that. You know, they'd say, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm going to be God for a while. You understand what I'm saying? So what's the... Shmoy is just a level of... Actually, Shmoy is lower than Eir, but that's the bottom line. Hayahu Shmei Bolvad is all Lifni HaTzimtzum, not an Atmos. Fine. What's the... What's the, what's the problem with what I just said? There's only there's no point because it all comes. It's, it's always ke- 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 Relatively speaking, he says he said. Didn't he say the word that that? Remember he said we learned inside that only atzmos could really be called. Uh, it was the expression. We said yesterday the Rebbe said, anything that's not atzmos is already murkav, of the one who put it there and the thing. So Eir is already more... As soon as you say Eir, you're saying Eir and Moir. You're saying two. 
How could that be Kadim Kadim? No, there's not a Kadim called Kadmen. But the bitl of air allows it to taste and give us a taste of Atmos. That's of, of, of Kadmen. Because of it's bitl. Remember, Kalim can never do that because Kalim don't reveal. Kalim give us a taste of Etzem, but not in a revealed way. Anyway, let's let's continue here. Chapter Lamed. And these two above level, above mentioned levels, which is we're talking about what Yachid and Echad, basically, the level of the spheres how they are in their root before the Tzimtzum, complete Pshitus, yeah, and and the one that's revealed after the Tzimtzum as distinct entities, but they're still Chakim they're still Blima, they still have no substance. So he's now saying, identifying that these two levels, Nemar Hamelach Hamerim Levade Maoz. And the second, Hamisnasi Meis Elam. We say it in Davrik. So let's translate. Nemer Hamelach Hamerim Levade Maoz. The king that is Hamerim Levade is alone, is exalted or elevated, lofty Hamerim Levade Maoz from Maoz from from wherever from the beginning. Maoz usually means like time immemorial, right? And the second is Hamisnasi Meis Elam. Which you right away see is less than you may say. Hamisnasi, he's elevated, he's above from the days of the world. Already means relative to existence. So Marumim is also different to Marumim and Misnasa. They're very similar. Marumim Remamus. I use the word exalted. Misnasa is Isnasus. I'm trying to find the difference in English. What's the difference between Rumum and Misnasa? What? The Rumum is higher. The Rumum is. I know. Misnasa, he has to. Okay. Okay. So Rumum is like Etsem, exalted, and Misnasa. Uh, what's the English word for it? And Misnasa is, is lofty, exalted. Okay. The Pirish, Hamelach, Hamrumayim, Hushamarayim, Menusa, she uses Menusa also here. Menusa Be'etzem, that he's essentially and fundamentally exalted and above everything. Right. Sheena Shaykh Le'elam is Klal. No, it has no relationship at all to the world. You know, I describe, it's, I think, important to describe something as Be'etzem. We used it several places before. We said Yochid Be'etzem. We use Pshitus Be'etzem. And Pshitus Mamish. Then there's Pshitus Le Mamish. It's a word that he constantly uses. It's important to just, you see, for us it's hard to imagine because for us, we live in this tangible reality. So anything that's not tangible is already either it's, a, either it's formless or it's not. But there is relative formlessness. And uh, he's given different examples for it, like we spoke about. Shammai and Hillel, when they hear their teacher, so the teacher's mind, the idea is still shapeless. In Shammai's mind, it becomes Gvura, and in Hillel's mind, it becomes Chesed. So there are many examples, but it forces you to have to think a little more abstractly, because we don't usually think like this. I mean, this is actually a very powerful psychological uh, insight, because when usually you think about, like if someone comes to you with an issue, or you have an issue, you usually apply the regular tools of how you measure physical things to your own psyche and your own spirituality. And you can't do that because the psyche and the spirit doesn't work the same way. You know, like, like in the physical world, the two things can only, only one thing can occupy a space. It's either I'm sitting in this chair or you're sitting in this chair. Everything occupies its space. Everything is defined by its thing. 
As soon as you're dealing with something that's a little more shapeless, it could be gray. You know, the first times when you're in yeshiva and they tell us, as Vensel Vumaret, it always made us nervous, which means depends what level you're talking about. Because for children, gray area is very complicated. They don't relate to gray. Am I, should I do it? Should I not do it? You see, even children, they start asking questions. You told me yesterday I shouldn't do it. So why are you telling me today, yeah? You have to explain to them that there are exceptions. Because when we look at the world as we understand it logical, the logical world is very deterministic and defined. The sun rises exactly 5.04. Not 5.05 and not 5.03. There's no two ways about it. Then you start learning about, the, you know, that's okay. By the the shkia is even better. There's the real shkia, there's the, the, the different shkia. You know, and right away throws you. Which one is it? What's going on? The sun, did it, set, did it not set? Did it rise? Did it not rise? And then you start learning that there's whole levels that are a little more gray, and they're not so yet defined, and we determine. Ben you know, all the different opinions. Is it day? Is it night? Is it half day? Half night? Is it a, third, is it a new entity? I'm just trying to explain that, that it, the chassidus forces you to go to a place that's less tangible and defined. So when, someone's, when, so when you look at something, you say someone is inconsistent. They behave one way, and then a second later another way. In the psyche, that's not a pro- problem. Paradoxes, we're full of paradoxes. We're full of contradictions. In the physical world, this contradiction is disturbing. In reality, real things are, are full of contradictions and full of different, different nuances and different tones and so on. So in general, there's two levels. One we'd call, be'etzem something is, uh, let's say in this case, it's similar to what he said before, yachad be'etzem. It means it's not relative to something else. On its own, it's fundamentally in a state that is, uh, let's call it, un- unshaped. In quantum mechanics, the example for that is quantum reality is that way. It's not like there are things that you could say, I haven't gotten to the bottom of it, but if I dig deep enough, I'll be able to find the details. You know, the things based basically, they're unknown, relative unknown. What means relative unknown? I don't know the secrets yet. They're hidden in a closet. I have to do more research. Or I may never find out. Like what's going on, for example, under the earth? No one's ever been there. So it's speculation with a little observation. You may never know all the details of what's under the ocean. But you know there's details there. It's just a matter of time, a matter of discovering them. But then there's realities that no matter, even if you get there, and you see it all, you'll still not know it all. Because it's fundamentally a mystery. So there's a big difference between a mystery that say that's relative, that just, it's a matter I don't yet know, but someone else may know. And then there are things that are just fundamentally mysterious because their nature is not one that's defined. So when you say, so I'm just saying that as a general rule about what etzim is, and when you say, let's say, etzim or espastus, or something is etzim or something is lay mamish etzim or lay mamish. There's mamish and not mamish. Absolute, there's a, there's a, in mathematics, there's, I think, absolute infinity and there's relative infinity. I don't know if those are the exact words. There are, there are those two levels. So here too, so if he's thinking now, he's talking obviously a little higher than all this. He's speaking, there's a state of, uh, of, of exaltedness where it's Marumam Be'etzem, as he puts it here. And it's not because he's a king or he's higher than inferior subjects. You know, so you can have someone that thinks there's a king over these subjects. If he's among bigger kings, he's not a king. Yeah, right. Like Ne'ech Bedele. And then there's a person who's Be'etzem at Tzadik, no matter what generation, no matter what situation, he's fundamentally, he's always, going, he's always on an exalted level. Like I said, al is if he was a Zman Tanoim, he would have been a Tana. Zman Amaroim would have been a Meira. You know, that's an Atzmi. What we call Atzmi, Chesidus, say a person was an Atzmi. Atzmi means it's not relative. Wherever he is, he's an Atzmi. 
There are other people, Lefiarach, where they are, they're, uh, they can be looked at an atzmi, you know, because compared to those others that are chitzenim, or it's not called chitzenim, Hispastus mentioned there are people who are atzmi. The truth is we have in ourselves, in the beginning of Hemsh- the Ayin Beis, right, the first Pagadik he spoke about within a, a human being, he doesn't say human being within the etzem, there's two levels as well. There's the way a melech is completely by himself, he doesn't desire anything. And then there's as soon as he desires something, he already comes out of that place, and, which is really the two levels that he's going to say here. So continue on. Vizel levade. And that's what means meruman levade. Look at the diuk, yachsidis, it's meridik. Talk about a, 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 you know, a tefillah. When you read the davening without any Pirish Amilis or without any chsidis, it's basically redundancy. God is great, God is exalted, God is this, God is that. I remember when we were davening uh, kids, that's what you think. At some point you say, you know, how many times does God have to hear that he's great? So then, of course, this, the council tells us, it's not that God has to hear, you have to hear it. But then also to yourself, how many times do I have to hear that God is great? You know? Like my, I have a story, my, my uncle of Vashalom Fitzi Lipsker was in the middle of a thunderstorm one night, and there was a noise, you know, it scared him, so he got up crying, and he ran to his mother's bed. And his mother said, What are you afraid of? He says, The thunder. She said, It's only be afraid of God. Okay, goes back to sleep. Of course, the thunderstorm wasn't over. It started thundering a half hour later again. He comes running again to his mother. He says, I told you. He says, What are you afraid of? He says, I'm afraid of God. You know? So first it was called thunder, now it's called God. <laughs> so the bottom line is, it's not, obviously, they, they were intelligent people. I hardly could imagine that they were just being poets and just repeating something 100,000 times. There's no question. I mean, it would be like the Moshe Rabbein, all the people know all Chassidus, all the Pirushim in, in even in Gemara. It's called Mashatamid They knew the Klolim. For sure, I have no doubt. When you say, when they say, uh, we say, say the davening. What do we say? That's clearly the spheres. And it says, These are psukim. The spheres are not creation from later. They are, uh, they are hidden in, 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 and someone reads it. If someone read a posuk, no way, they did not know that there's a level. I mean, they knew b- deeper things. And then Kabbalah was in So they knew, they definitely knew. The question is, they knew the details exactly. It's, it's a question about everything this way, you know. But let's, but let's put it this way. It's not, it's not Alter Rebbe or Chassidus Chabad came and suddenly <coughs> stuck it into the words. Levade means something. I'm saying when you see Chassidus, you know, the beauty of the Pirish of Chassidus here is not that Chassidus is Machadish. You can see, Selik Takadat. Once you read it, it's like I say, why does it say Levade here? And Amisnasi Mesa Elam doesn't say Levade. I think the problem is we don't really know Hebrew so well. By us Hebrews, okay, Amisnasi Mesa Elam, another way of saying that he's, he's a high. But Mesa Elam is not the Levade. So whether you touch up Yachsidus, like whether it's Esesfiris Hagnuzis and Esesfiris Hagluyas after the Tzimtzum, I don't know if they would touch like that. But the type that there's two levels. Remember, after all, this is language. This is Fidesz and Luz's language. If Moshe Rabbeinu was sitting here, I'm sure he would not have a problem understanding any of this. Whether he'd use the word Fidesz and Luz's, probably yeah, because that was Mekubal from the beginning. But, but it's not the word. It's the idea that there's a level within Elokuz. So I have no doubt that... The, 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 and language is a key thing here. Okay, so that's Levade. Who Levade? Who? Who Levade? Who? That he alone is, he is there alone, 
When you say who levadehu, it's like a, a, even more emphasis that there's nothing else but him. Another place it says levade. So here right away you have when you say, the word levade is an emphasis of absolute. As soon as you add levade, you mean that it's 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 not relative to something else. It's essentially um, loftier. And you say, for example, Ein Eid Milvade. So Chassidus actually teaches two ways. Ein Eid Milvade, the Rebbe brings. There's nothing but him. Milvade in the same sense, like total, utter. But sometimes Ein Eid Milvade says, Milvade, there's nothing. But with him, there is something. But even there, Milvade is referring to a higher state. Like it says, again, that you are Havaya Levadecha all alone. If you take out Levadecha, the Levade from all these words, what are you missing? Let's say you said Hamelech Hamarumam. Or say Nizgiv Havaya. Or Atahu Havaya. Levadecha is coming to add the emphasis that it's absolute. Be'etzem. That's fundamentally exalted. And what's this level? Now he's saying, This is Malchus, because Melech, This is Malchus, the Ensef. This is the lowest level of the ten hidden spheres, as he explained earlier what means lowest. It means it's the last. How it's before the Tzimtzum. This is a critical line. He said this several times. This is how the Eiden Sefer Abligvul, the infinite Possibilities within the artist's mind. The infinite energy before the tzimtzum is mishayir. Envisions something that is defined. So think of an artist who can paint, who can create, or architect can create infinite types of combinations and structures. And in that infinite state, he envisions one. So it's still part of the infinite. It's one of those many. And envisions it. That's Yachid. That's Yachid. That's This is the Vehain. So without making any, not to let any mistakes here, it's Malchus the Ainsef, Lifnei Simtum, Asharas Ebein Gvul, Lahayar Bechinus Gvul, and is the ten hidden spheres. I mean, he said this many times before, but it's like giving coordinates by repeating it. It makes it very clear that what we're talking about here, and this is the first of the three levels of energy within energy. Commission is Barliel Pedek of Zion, as discussed earlier, chapter twenty-seven. This level. Someone asked me the difference between Not so easy to define either. Usually they're interchangeable. You know, sometimes means, means like a thing that measure. It's a way of a litmus test, like a measuring thing. But when it says here, it means Madrega is a level for sure. Bechina. How would you distinguish Bechina Madreig when they're used together? And the Bechina Madreig Zu. No, when it's used together, it's not used together like many times, you know. It's a Shem Ha, have a Nefel Shem Ha. You can use either way. You could say this, you have two different ideas. You want to be Machim, what's the difference between this idea and that idea? Madreig is more of a general level. Okay. It's utter unity and interconnectivity or, or encompassment. In the infinite divine light. Like he said before. 
It's not yet in any numerical structure of Eses Fides. Canal Pedichotes, like we discussed in the previous chapter. And that's why it's in that type of exalted state. Complete exaltedness. It's interesting, you could twist it two ways. You could say, is it because it's Remus Visnasas Be'etzem, that's why it's all united? Or is it because all united, that's why it's so exalted? So here he's saying, because it's all connected to that hit that higher level of the Eden Sofa that's why it's it's above everything. But it's about Talia, obviously. And this is, that means in a essential and fundamental exaltedness, superiority, heightened state. Since it's not yet called, can be called a mokir, a source yet. That's why it's an exalted state. So he's adding now another thing. In other words, if it was a source, if you sense it's a source, then it's already relative to what's coming afterwards. Sometimes in Chassidus explains Il is closer to the Olo, cause and effect, than Sibit Amasubav. So Sib is more like from a distance. Here he's not using that either, because he's not saying it's a Il or Sib, he's just not even saying it's a Makir. The interesting thing is that at the same time he did say that the Gil that come after the Tzimtzum are Gilea Helam from here, not Yeshma'ayan. So either you can say this Nasasatsmi is not necessarily relative to the air, maybe it's relative to everything, Oilmas. That's possible. I'm not sure. Or you could say it's also exalted compared to the energy. I'm not sure about that. Okay. Vagam Shuzahashar, oh, well, yeah, there you go. He Vagam, and even though and even though this is a measuring, a, a an estimation, an envisioning of something that will radiate with measure and with parameters, with definitions, then it is some form of a mocket. He just said it's not a source. Nevertheless, because it's still in the vision of the divine, it's not in any form of transmission. Nothing has been transmitted. He's adding now a point that he didn't say till now. Till now, he keeps saying that it was all in the vision. It didn't take on shape yet. He's saying that that it's, that no no transmission at all. Okay, so you can't call it begadel makir. You can't call it the category of a source. The source has to be that there's something beginning to transmit. He says no. Ashad is not. It says exactly opposite. It says it's not since it's not being transmitted, it's not a mucker. Let's put it this way. The artist that envisions one structure amongst many, infinite, he could choose to stop right there and you'll never know. Nothing happened, there's no commitment, so to speak. I mean Atmos of course is different of course it's gonna happen. And whatever. But the bottom line is there's an element there that is not yet you know, there's no symptom. The symptom doesn't come. It's kilo ena. You'll never know that there was all this stuff going on. In other words, if you go there right now, it's right? From there, you will not know what's what's happening. All you'll sense is godliness. This is what we were talking yesterday about. The godliness. The only thing you sense, the Evid Pashat, all he senses is what God wants. It makes no difference whether the mitzvah says mitzvah daraisa, the rabbonon, or heksha mitzvah. That's the Rebbe's letter. All he senses is what God wants. Doesn't, doesn't any distinction. 
God says the distinction is a distinction, but that's not because of him. That's because God wants it that way. So if you go to that level, that's what you sense. So there's an element of no mocker there. Yeah, in essence, yeah, if you talk language, you can say, of course it's a source. There's nothing that after the symptom didn't come from before the symptom. But the question is whether he's calling begedder mocker. Not whether, I mean, English, of course, the kav comes from lifnead symptom. So it comes from, the fact something comes from, it doesn't mean it's always a mocker. The way that state of being is not yet a source, basically. That's what he's adding here. A mokid has to be, you know, basically he's defining mokid as being a state of being. You have to have some state, some de- some descriptive state for it to be a mokid. Obviously, as I said, everything comes from asmos, but the question is whether it's a get, whether there's an erech. And, and, and especially because this general hashara, this general envisioning, he He's adding something new now. And specifically because this envisioning is only the envisioning of the energies, not the envisioning of the containers. So therefore you cannot, it's not possible to say that it is exalted from the thing that it creates, that it brings into being. Rather, Rather that it's fundamentally, essentially separate. Uh-huh. That's what I said before. Remember I was saying, is it a masnasa l'gabba da'ir also? So he's adding now is that number one, there's no mokr because it's not yet any transmission. Number two, even the hashara itself is not hashara of the containers. It's only the vision, meaning the energy of existence, of the structure, not the, the, the definition of the structure. I explained this yesterday, but let me just elaborate since you're here. Because what's the difference? You could say, what do you mean? If he's envisioning a structure like ours, of Esospheres, Esospheres have to have Eris and Kalim for it to manifest. So as soon as he's envisioning Hashara, is a Shere She'er and Shere She'er Remember, we learned earlier that the Pardis holds the ten hidden spheres is the root of the containers. According to, or according to my Ma'am Bez, he's going that the Esospheres and Gnus are the root of the Eris. But the question is, is it also a root of the containers? According to the Pad, there's, there's no root for energy. Energy is rooted in, in, in infinite, in bleakful. Meaning that the energy doesn't have any shape and form. It's like the colorless liquid in a tinted glass. But according to us, according to the way he's learning here, the, 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 why can't you say that the artist is envisioning, what's he envisioning? He's envisioning the art. The final art needs containers and energies. But clearly from here and from earlier is also apparent, there's two aspects to this, you could say. When an artist thinks, or an author, or a musician, you could use this with anyone. When they're envisioning a piece of music or a piece of art, what are they thinking about? They're not thinking what color I'm going to use. They're thinking what is the final message and spirit of what this art is going to convey. I'm talking about their initial vision. You don't start with the details, you start with the vision. The vision is, I want to convey the beauty of a wedding, let's say. I'm going to convey it in a piece of art. I want to build a home that's going to show luxury and warmth. And then you figure out what are the things that are necessary to make that happen. So a good artist, yeah, maybe a, a quick step afterwards, he knows I'm going to need blue, red, green to capture that. If I want to convey a war, I'm going to need 
stark red colors and black and white. I'm just giving an example. But there's two aspects to every entity. Again, we can't look from the bottom up because we are limited vision. We see a table and then we try to figure out what it's about. But if you go from the top down, from the perspective of a creator, and anyone who's written something, anytime you want to convey something, there's the message and there's the instruments, or you could say the kalim, the containers, how you convey the message. The message is the energy. What Atmos envisions in Nisavadir B'Tachtenim, there you can say it's everything. Eiris and Kalim, that's why you have Eid HaGvul and you have Eid HaBlikvul. I'm sorry, Keich HaGvul for the Kalim, Eid HaGvul or Eid HaBlikvul and Eid HaGvul for the Eiris. But that's an Atmos. Lifne HaTzimtzum, you're already talking, and Eid HaSelf Lifne HaTzimtzum, what does he envision? What does Eir sense? Eir. Eir always focuses on what the source wants, not the instruments, not the colors and the shapes. Not how to do it, but what it is. What's the message you want to convey? So if you ask Eira Chesed, it tells you, my role is to bring God's love to the world. Klea Chesed will tell you how you do it. It needs to be measured this way. Love has to be, uh, you can't keep on giving, it has to have Gvur Shabbat Chesed. You know, it, it, it basically measures the parameters of how to do it, not the what. So Eir is basically the represent the agent of God. So it's the Eir HaChesed. So what does Eir sense, Lifnei HaTzimtzum? It senses the vision of what God wants in the world, not the actual details of the parameters and so on. Yet, it also has, as he says, as the spheres, because it's not completely divorced, it's not completely amorphous, you know, like the, the colorless liquid. It has, and it also, so-called, in some form, it has esospheres. But the focus is not on the on the details. The focus is on the message or the energy. You ever read a book? I don't know if you ever stop to think about it. When you read, at some point, you even lose sight of a page and of letters. You're so the message, the, the idea is so you're so absorbed in the idea that you almost don't even realize you're reading letters. Then you stop and say, "One second, let me see this." Hey, it's a line. It's a letter. You don't see lines when you're reading. Because with the head is dominant, what you're sensing then is the message. It's so dominant. Or when you're listening to music. If music captivates you, you don't stop and think, okay, one second, what no- musical notes are being played? Because the era Elol Kolono, you know, the overall energy that is coming out of or the sum total, of the more than the sum of the parts, is what dominates. You look at a face. I look at your face. What do I see? I don't see eyes, nose, and so on. I see a face. Now I say, okay, you want me to describe the face? Yeah, you have certain color eyes. But once, when you recognize a face, you don't have to so go through and say, one second, I have to see the color eyes and the shape of the nose. You recognize the face right away. Your memory tells you, I have the vision of this face has been uh, you know, um, registered in my hard drive. And that's it. So in other words, there are things, everything is made up of details. There's the energy within it, which is more general, so to speak, less detail-oriented. And then there's the details. I was reading, there's a book called uh, Drawing on the Right Side of Your Brain. Like so teaches you how to draw. Some people are like that also. They're, they're more general people. Some people are more detailed. In a for sure, for sure. You know. But the, really, the, the, the people who really get the picture, I remember many times hearing the Rebbe speak, and you could sense that he was seeing something we couldn't see. And he's giving you like, it's like someone seeing something, looking at it, describing to those that can't see it. You know, you could tell the difference. The Rebbe says somewhere, beautiful difference between Teferis and Haid. He says, Beid is an Shenkite. Teferis is called Shenkite. Haid is called Shenkite. She says, Teferis is you see the Shenkite. Haid is someone telling you about it. So you also sense the Shenkite, but Sinid is al It's not exactly the same thing. The point I'm making here is that that's what he's saying here. 
And I think it's critical to understand that the Hashada, in the, this, remember, he kept on distinguishing between this is not the Rishimu of the Kayach HaGvul of the Kalim. There's another place, Lifnei Atzimtzum, where there's Hashada, so to speak, for the containers. That's the Kayach HaGvul. But there, it's completely concealed. There, God is saying, I want to have an instrument. I want to have a color red. I want to have a color blue. I'm not talking now even about how they're going to be combined to fulfill. That's Takhtenim. I want Takhtenim. Takhtenim, by definition, have no tzura. They're just... What, what the only thing you can define Takhtenim is that there's no revelation. Like he says in Tanya, that Takhtenim means the lowest, not physically lowest, but in Gili Elikus. There's no Gili. That's the definition. No Gili. That means no tzura. By, by definition, is tzura. So if you gave, let's say, an artist, so an artist, go back to the artist. The artist has now... He has this vision for the picture. Now he comes and says, but how do I make this vision? I need instruments. I need a paintbrush. I need colors. I need a palette. I need a canvas. You know, so vision is, is, is not going to... Where does that come from? So that comes from a whole different kav. That's called the kav of Keich of the Kalin. But that, the Kalin don't reveal their source. If you look at an instrument, a paintbrush, you have no idea what kind of painting you should be making. It's the air and the vision... You look in Tater Eir. Well, who the artist is? Right. Yeah. You only know there's an art. You, you, you know that there's someone put it here. It's the vision, and the vision as it's conveyed, so to speak, in the Tater. Tater. God says, "Here's the painting I want you to make. Here I'm giving you instruments. Your instruments are your arms, your legs, your eyes, your ears, your whole being. I created you in the divine image. Now I'm telling you that you should look in the Tater, allow your neshama to activate, and then paint the painting. Here are the instruments." So, in our world, there's clearly two different entities. In, in Atzmos, Keich HaGvul and Keich HaBligvul, or the root of the Keil and the root of Eidus, are all one. Because there's no difference to him. To him, it's one big picture. He needs a vision. He needs the vision of what the art will look like. And he needs the, he needs the instruments. But as far as Hashara that he's talking about here, that the Eir HaBligvul is being Meshayed, is envisioning one particular scenario, you're talking about Eir here, not Keil. He hasn't. He not say this till now, quite so specifically. So this is like an addition to what he said said before. It's actually very yeah. Okay, so that's that's the befrat. So then he says the sheder shakelim is rooted higher than the sheder shaders. That's for sure. So the ashori is a secondary thing. Well, he didn't. I, 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 he, I don't see here or anywhere that there's two hashadas. I just said it. You have to say that that there's a place where the keich hagvul, that is the shedesh hakelim, so to speak, is is also a form of hashada. But I, I don't know that you, the word shir atzmi bekeich. I think is only used by Eir. I'm just saying that. But does, does, it doesn't it doesn't change the picture because there's no question that kelim are coming also from someone wants them. They didn't come from nowhere. The now, so the emes is the in the Shavu. The, 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 the kalim have the kalim. No, it has to go through the hashara for sure. But but the hashara was that though. But the hashara is speaking here is for sure hashara. He says clearly hashara seedus le hashara sakalim, meaning that there is hashara sakalim. But this is not what we're talking about here. Bottom line, he's saying two things. Why could you call it Hamelach Hamerim Levadei? See, that's also the Kavon of the Daven next time. When you say Hamelach Hamerim Levadei, think about this. You'll have to think about Okay, That's why you could see why Chassidim took time to Daven. When you start thinking this, it takes, a, it takes time. Even 
you could spend the whole year, a whole lifetime just on this. So what do we have? Amalekh Manum Levade. Levade emphasized that it's fundamentally exalted. So he said like this. Why? Because it's not because everything there is united. It's in Agdus. Can't even say it a mocket. Ayat Hashada. So the first thing he said, Hashada is just is not yet Hamshacha. It's not yet a transmission. And now he's saying, and even that which it is Mishayat is only in the energy of it, not the container of it. You see, the marshal with the artist is a little is lacking one thing. I just should say, in case for the record, in case you, it's lacking one thing. With the artist, the paintbrush is not the tachlis; it's just a means. It's a means to convey his message on art. In in um, Tachtenim, the kavana is Tachtenim. He wants the beard of Tachtenim. It's like the beard of the paintbrush, so to speak. He wants the physical container. Brush. I don't know if there's a brush. No, I, I'm just giving an example. I'm just using my, the example I was using. Canvas. Okay, the canvas. Fine. The canvas into a beautiful okay, fine. So that, yeah, 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 that's correct. But it's not really his goal. An artist, the goal is, he, the canvas is also a means. It's a place for, it's like Legal Shlemish Kechesov. That's not the Savakar's Baruch. Legal Shlemish that's why I'm, I'm just qualifying it. Yeah. Remember, a mushal, no mushal is going to be exact. You need different mashalim. That's why Chassidus brings two mashalim, three mashalim. Each mashal, one aspect. The mashal here is great for understanding the distinction between the energy of the art, so to speak, and the and the and the containers of it. But in the in the kavana, the purpose, the purpose is actually the canvas, not just to express the art on the canvas, but the canvas should yet yeah, the transformation. If if an artist has in mind that I want to transform a physical canvas into a piece of art. Correct, but which artist thinks like that? I've, I've never met an artist. Well, artists are much more selfish than that. That's the idea. Higher than Shedesh is, by the way, is it lacks the ego of the artist. Instead, see, an artist feels a chen. I want to express my art. Right, exactly. I'll give you an example. I was, I, you know, my, my father, God, God bless his soul, was a very artistic, creative guy. Didn't understand the business and numbers at all. Not that I do, but a little more than him. He was Murum Mulavade, and I was like that. <laughs> so I used to talk to him about the algamain of business, this, this. So I was reading a book called The Small Business Bible. You know, who reads these books? Only people who don't know how to do business read these books, you know. People who know don't have to read these books. <laughs> so I'm reading the book, and I come to something that struck me very similar. Um, it says there that businessmen don't like to invest with artists and creative people. Because there's two different mindsets. Because creative people, that's what it says, their interest is to express themselves. And a business person's interest is to sell the art to as many people as possible. For an artist, the job is finished as soon as he finishes the painting. For a businessman, the job begins when he finishes the painting. So an artist has already released all his ego into the art. And one person says it's beautiful in a way he's satisfied. Obviously, you want more, but it's not. It's the, 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 the intensity has already been released. The businessman wants, to bring, wants distribution and marketing to bring it to as many people as possible. So they don't speak the same language. Because from the artist's point of view, the businessman, all you want is business, money, money. So I, when I was reading that, I came to understand Sheder Shakelim is higher than Sheder Shaylis. You always think the artist is the selfless one and the businessman is the selfish one, the money guy. It's the opposite. The artist is just busy interested in his or her art to express itself. The businessman is interested that many, most people in the world should benefit from it. There should be Kalim. The Eid wants to be heard. The Kalim is to receive as many. So which is higher? Who's more selfless? So I go and share this with my father. I said, you know, I said, creativity is very powerful, but you need to have someone who distributes to a lot of numbers. 
So my, my father's classic, you know what he said to me? And I wanted to get a message, of course. He says to me, that's great material for an article. You should write a book about this. <laughs> so does Gufa, he translated into Eir. I was telling Machidish of Kalim, he said to me, does Gufa is a piece of art. You should make a painting about it. <laughs> Isn't that good? Yeah, that's the classic. So I, I saw there's no hope uh, when it comes to this. Um, huh? Yeah. No, that's interesting. So Sheir Shakelim is definitely yeah, no question about it. Look, the strange twist is that Eir is really less, is more selfless, selfless than Kalim. But in the end of the day, Kalim are really the most selfless because Eir then is, enjoys its bittel, so to speak. It, it's reflecting something. Eir would not be able to survive without Gili, and a Kali does. So Kali, at the end of the day, the Evid Poshet, so to speak, has no Giluim, has more Atzmi, but he doesn't know it. That's the thing. So like in a way, Sheir HaGuf is harder than Sheir HaNeshama. But Chaz Rosham to say that the Guf can do it without the Neshama. The Neshama has to teach the Guf that the Yesh HaNivra is one with the Yesh HaMiti. So Yesh has a twist. When you transform it, it's much more fundamental, much more essence. When you don't, it can be the grubs, the thing, and the worst thing. It's like Yaakov and Esav. So Esav deserved the Brachas, but the Guf can't have them without it going through the Neshama. So that's when the Shem has to be mislabish in the Levushi HaMizbarer. Yaakov in Levushi Esav. But the Shere Shakelim are Moshosh in a higher level than Shere Shakelim. For sure, because it's Moshosh, because that's the Kavona, that's Kavona Sa'atmus. He said that earlier, we said that earlier. Nasa, Nishma, and so on. Okay, so let's continue. And the second detail he said, Ashur is in the energy, not in the containers. Ashur Shakelim. Had any Shakelim bezeh, his Nasus ma'adover ha'misava. So since that's the case, so the, going back to the nimshul, the mushal, in the vision of the artist or the musician, all he, is, the inner, is the energy of the of the message, not the details of it, not the containers. So you can't say he's not You can't say that he's exalted above the instrument, so to speak. He's not even interested in that. He's not even thinking about that. Now he's envisioning the message that wants to be conveyed through the ten spheres, not the actual containers and the, instru- and, the, and, the and the instruments. Kiim mashumarumim levade. Rather, this is the level where he's completely exalted. In other words, containers express what he wants, what the God wants, what the source wants. A represents that is God wanting it. So, if you, so from Eir's perspective, all that's relevant here is the is the source, not the thing itself. That's why Eir always retains its quality of rotze, It doesn't want to be there. It never wants to be in the. It's always looking to go back to the source, even when it's in the body. It creates restlessness for us, which is a bracha, because it doesn't. It does not comfortable. It's not comfortable in a world of structure. It's comfortable in its source, but it's told that it has to go, and it has in it the message of the Esospheres. But if you ask what is, what's the primary personality of Eir, it's not Kalim or, or Tzir. It has Tzir in it, as we discussed, because that's what God envisions. Remember, Eir is bottle. Since God, the king, is telling the, the slave, the servant, I want you now to go do ten things, the ten spheres, so it has ten. But its focus is because the, because the source tells me there's ten. So all it cares about is the source. All it thinks about its consciousness is source consciousness, not self consciousness. Basically, self consciousness comes from the kelim. That's the bottom line. Eir cannot teach us how to be a self. That, that's the. 
Okay, so that's Murumla. Now that now comes the second level. What's the second level? That's the second level. That's referring to the energy as it comes as it's revealed, being prepared to manifest in the containers, not manifesting yet. But before it yet manifested yet. This level, no longer, you can't call this level exalted on its own, meaning essentially, fundamentally uh, apart. The level of, of essential or fundamental remus, fundamental exaltedness. Huh? Or elevation, yeah. Because now it's after the symptom. It's already become revealed, and it's already, you can call it, it's now it's a source. Now you already have energies that are not sensing just their source and completely encompassed within their source. So think of it this way. Let me just think of it this way. The artist, this is where the artist already has expressed what he's going to make. He's already concealed everything else, all the possibilities. The infinite bleak is concealed. Even the Eirak is concealed. Now there is the definition. I'm going to make a picture that's going to consist of, let's say, a field, a bird, a stalk, whatever. I'm using the, 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 the Lebrash, one of the three paintings. So he's envisioning now. It's still focusing on the vision, but now you have details. So you no longer, now it is a market. Now it's a market for what's going to come next. It's, not, it's no longer just in that uh, general state. And it's closer to the containers. That's now, actually, you can define what container. Now I need this color to make this. Yeah, it's after the symptom, for sure, yeah. Nevertheless, even though you can't call it it's still it's still higher. It means the days of the world, but it actually means the structure. Yemei is usually the midas. He made such like Shiva Yamim, Shiva Midas. Liyes, it's still higher than them. Liyes, Eris Elohim Gamkin Blima. Like he said before, because these energies are still in a state of Blima, without substance. Bibchinis Pshitas, they're still formless. Mele, Harihem Misnasim Adayim, Bibchinisim Meisalem. So they are therefore exalted. They're yet, they're still exalted from the level of Yemeisalem. What's Yemeisalem? Shen Yemen de Zah, okay, there you go. The days of Zah, Zah is Zahir Ampin. Which literally means the small face. It's it's just usually the shisha midas. Chesed gvurtefes netzach. When you say za malchus, za is six midas. Mashpia the zacher. That's chesed gvurtefes netzach hey yisod. For yemen that's the spheres that seals bechlal. And it also can sometimes refer to all the days, all the ten spheres. So it's either za meaning the midas or it's all ten spheres. Bottom line is misnasi meis elam is higher than the actual. Eris within the Kalim. So it's not Merum Levade, it's Mesnasi Yimei Selim. So it has that in-between place. It's it's still relatively, it's now defined already, so it's already a source, but it's still exalted and beyond the Kalim. If you think of it, he's definitely going to explain this in the context of the interface, this is like the interface level, because it's the level between the Eris as they are in the Kalim and the Eris as they are themselves. So this prepares them to enter. What I said yesterday about the model of the three stages, this is a key, because this is where you bring together the potential that's in your in your essence, so to speak, and the actualization. And most people's weaknesses or inability to actualize themselves 
is this middle level. That's where the problems are. Because many of us are frustrated because we have the power, we feel it. Or, and, and our expression is very limited, so the key is how do you, you know, bring from the, the flow should go through. Like, like, for example, let's say in this artist case, you could have a great vision of art that still doesn't make you a great artist. You could also have te- technique you can have. It's the middle ground where you're able to take out from the source how it's in the vision and, and relate to the containers. That's where the real creativity crea- is created. Like you'll see people have excellent technique, but you could sense that they don't have the, 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 the aid is lacking. You know, people have the great aid, but they don't have technique. Some like, you know, like it says in Chassidus about the Chushan and the Kishlin. Kishlin is someone who knows how to sing. Pashat is a nice voice. Chush is a sense. So it says, you know, or the opposite. In you have to have a Chushan They say the Friedrich Rebbe didn't have such a beautiful voice. The Rebbe Rashab did. What does that mean? It means that Kalim were not, but the Chushi had. You know, so the question is, how do you, if you can, how do you develop both of them? That is the in I mean, all three are necessary, but the in between is really this middle ground is the best, is the greatest place. Because you see many people, for example, uh, um, I recently have been playing tennis, so I'm playing, you know, naturally, and then someone shows you technique, and you already developed the wrong technique. It, it affects you because it's hard to change your habit. So if you did the technical chatechila, that's where you teach children skiing or, or music from young age, they don't yet have, have bad habits. And they're very flexible. Dexterity, as they call it. So they're shaped. The kelim are shaped chatechila like the eiris. You know, whereas if you suddenly have a clash between great, great powerful eir, powerful kelim, the rach kekon. Yeah, 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 right. Exactly, yeah. So that's misnasi meiselam. Here's a okay. And in general, we can say the base these two levels, oh. these two levels is the levels of Atik and Atik. We discussed earlier, chapter 15, that the ten hidden spheres are the level of Atik of Ak. Let me just explain. Remember, we always talk about Atik. Right. But you have to remember, Atzil is the protis, and Atzil is the close. <laughs> the plot thickens. You think you've ever it all figured <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to remember that in Etzim, when you say there are four worlds, there's no four. There's millions of fours. Every level has the four. So you look at Asiya, there's Atzil Shabasiya, Briya Shabasiya. Like the Demon Tzameyachai Medaber. In the Medaber, we have within us a Demon. We have uh, things like bones. We have tzemeach, like hair and, and males, it says. And we have chai, this, the, the animal spirit. And we have medaber, we have the seichel. That makes a person a human being. Ability to speak. So iskalos is everywhere. When we talk about the structure of four, we're talking about just to give us some, everywhere that these four, zyutke, vovke, whatever it is. But generally speaking, when it says atzilis, it usually means what we call atzilis the protis. In other words, the structure goes like this. There's lifniat simpsum, all these levels. The kav, or lifnei tzimtzum, the tzimtzum, rishimu, kav, ak, akudim, nekudim, vrudim. Nekudim is teu, and vrudim is tikkun atzilus. Bri yitzir That's the picture. But, so when we talk about, we usually talk about atzilus, that atzilus that I just... Yeah. Akudim is between ak and nekudim. Um... 
That's when we talk in general, but in specific form. We talk general, sometimes we'll say, Atzilus de Klolos. I'll explain that. Bria de Klolos is, is Ak. Yitzira de Klolos usually is Akudim and Nukudim. Sometimes there's different ways. And Asiya de Klolos is Atzilus Bria Yitzira Asiya of Pratis. That's usually the picture. Now, so what's Atzilus de Klolos? Atzilus de Klolos is Ak. Is like Bria de Klolos. So Atzilus de Klolos is really Aedens of the Esosphere Agnusus. So for Esosphere Agnusus, Agluius is the Esosphere of Atzilus de Protis, Esosphere Agnusus is the ten spheres of Atzilus de Klolos. Malchus de En Saif is the Malchus of those Esosphere, which becomes Atika of Ak. That's the, the general picture. Yeah, yeah, but, but the Kav, but the Kav connect. The Bria is also after the Parsa between the Bria, as soon as you say Bria, you're already talking about a new entity. Now, the Chsidus talks about the difference between Bria, Pratis, and Bria of Ak, but that's not for now. He didn't say Ak, he said Atik of Ak. Atik. The Atik, meaning Ak, the Loshanet Chaim is that the Reshus of the Kav is Kigain Golgulta. A mile for Ak. That's the lotion of Etzchayim. As 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 the mile Ma'ak, there's Kein Golgulta. It's Kein. It's only Me'ein. It's only in our language. We have no other words, so we use the word Atik. There's no level Atik there because the whole thing is Hashara Bikeach. But you're talking about if God is invi- if you want to know where is Atik of Atzilus Protis in God's vision, it's Atik of Atzilus of 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 Ak. So basically, Atik. Let's put it this way. Keser, Malchus, the answer becomes Keser, the Ak. Malchus, the answer becomes Atik for Ak. That's essentially the, the picture. The only thing you have to know is it's a completely different dimension, but the same, it's the same logic. It's the same uh, architecture. Let's put it this way. <coughs> There's a mimer from the Tzimot Tzadik called Druzgim and Adam. He speaks, there's two different ways to say it. It's usually Akudim and Nukudim is, is Yitzir the Klolos. Sometimes Atik and Arich of Atzilus is Yitzir the Klolos. There's a few different ways to, to, to explain it. The bottom line is Ak, Adam Kadmin. And Atzilus the Klolos? I told you, Eden Malchus, Esosphere Sagnusus. You got to go through a few times and you get it. It's not mathematical; it's just really understanding this. It's, it's, it, 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 whatever architecture exists on the lowest levels. Remember, as soon as God said, "I created a human being in the divine image," that image goes all the way from the bottom to the top, top to the bottom. Everywhere you'll have a structure. Esosphere is within us. And Tanya says, "Esosphere is an effort." Neshtal shlomahen from Esosphere. Esosphere is from Esosphere Agnusis. Except as you go upward, obviously it gets more and more abstract. And Atzmos Bechal, you can't define it as Esosphere. You define it only as the power, the ability, Yechelis. By the way, Yechelis is the closest thing that the Alter Rebbe said. It's even more than Shmei and Kayach, Yechelis. But even Yechelis is still considered to be one level lower than Atzmos, because the Yechelis Atzmos. Just, you know. Anyway, so let's, let's continue here. But that class, so this is Atik and Ara, like we learned before, Esos Vagnusa begins Atik the Ak. And the energy that comes after the Tzimtzum, that's in general Arich. So it says in places that Ak, Adam Kadman, is Arich the Klolos Hishtalshlus. Sometimes it says Atik, Arich is. So if you think of it this way, then 
then uh, then ak would not necessarily be bria; it would be arich of all the elements. That it's just another way of putting it. It's all relative. Atik and arich, and then would come so-called atzilus the klolus. I'm sorry, bria the klolus would be below arich, which means sometimes it's chutzenius ak. There's different ways to explain it. Sometimes it's lower than ak. The im heyeshib chinis makaleses even though the second level, Arich, is a market, is a source for the ten spheres. Remember, Atik is Atik Yemen, Hamisnasim, you may say alone. That's what Atik Yemen is, Netak from Yemen. That's the, the, Arich is already the, the beginning, the Shedesh HaNetzalim is the expression, the root of the emanations. So even though Arich, the second level of energies, is, is a market, a source, but still exalted and above, and what do we say, above them? Okay, it's more than above. It's hard to translate marum manusa. I think why you know why in English you don't have people who are marum manusa. That's why you need to have a, a who's marum who you know that's marum President Obama, Queen Elizabeth, despite the jubilee. I mean who's marum? Bibi. Uh, how? So it's hard to really describe. I guess we can't really figure out marum unless you meet someone like that. You need a person who's bad. Uvge heben a mensch. That heben a mensch. How do you translate that heben a mensch? Refined. From you're the, the master of words. He's talking about that heben a mensch. That's even in Hebrew. Yishmeruma mechvashte. So how do you say chutzpah in Yiddish? That's called chutzpah when someone asks you that. The kolze ba'edus. And all this is in the energy level, that they are in a level of pshittis, shapelessness. The gamma drega ha beza now is also the, because also the second level that we're talking about, is also shapeless and without substance. Even though they're distinct levels, Nevertheless, they're still without substance because the symptom, remember, in them was only diminishing. So what dominates is still the Gilead Helen, the hel- Gilead Me'ena Helen. The Eris. So they're still transcendent, basically. They're fundamentally transcendent. I use the word transcendence because, you see, shapeless and form is good from the point of view of, like, is it defined or not defined? But really, what does it mean something is shapeless? It's because it's not focusing on itself. It's focusing on, on, on going beyond itself. That's called transcendence. Something focusing on, on on its defined needs is called uh, whatever the word is. Yes. Ukanal, as we discussed earlier. Like the hidden Chachma, which by the way is an Arich, which is higher than the Chachma. What does this mean? One second. Okay. It's like Chachm Velei B'Chachm Yidiyah probably. Like the hidden Chachmah that's higher than Chachmah compared to the Chachmah Gluyah. The Lashon is a little... How it... Chachmah Stimah. In other words, it's like Chachm Velei B'Chachm Yidiyah. It's like higher... You can't call Chachmah Stimah really Chachmah because it's without substance. Compared to Chachmaglui, it's all relative here. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> 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 but the Pashas Chachmistimo is usually Arich. 
Yeah, and Chokhmah Glui is the third level. Is the Sviris already in the Kalim? Yeah, 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 yeah. But Pashtus. Like the the Svaras Arav, the idea, the the concept of the teacher, which is still one individual, one indivisible um, idea. He's talking now about Shamein Hillel, the Pashtus, right? Where the Svara is still one Svara, it has not yet shaped into Chesed and Gvur, even though he made it clear that Chesed and Gvur, the Esed and Heter, that Shamein Hillel will derive from Shmai Vav Tayin, is rooted in there. But it's not shaped there yet. That's why it can sometimes come out like this, sometimes like that. As we discussed earlier, chapter 13. a good question. Now, artists, it's a little hard to find. I'll tell you. Lifting at Simpson, I have no problem explaining it. Because Lifting at Simpson, you could say the infinite possibilities, he's now shaped, defined one possibility. But still, it's so amorphous and so still not defined yet that technically you could say it still has, we said, it had, there's, a, there's an impression from the Bligvul. It still can go many different, you know, even the ten spheres itself Exactly how it's going to happen it can be many ways. After the tzimtzum, you have to say that's still there. After the tzimtzum, now it's defined distinct. But remember, it's still not a piece of art. He hasn't yet put uh, uh, an image on the canvas. So I, I would say that probably there's still ways. I mean, look at an artist. Sometimes they make, let's say, a tree, and then he could resh- reshape the tree. He's sketching it out. Can you then use the actual... The actual um, Yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously you can, but for example, let's say he wants to change the color. What I'm trying to say is that you could, yeah, yeah, definitely. The, the example artist is very good, actually, now that I think about it. Shmaev Avtalian are artists. They're teaching an idea. It's a very distinct idea, but the idea has many possibilities of how it's going to be expressed. One can be a chesedic interpretation, one is a gvuradic interpretation, and they're both included in the original idea, and you could trace the steps. So in that sense, in that sense, it could go both ways. Bottom line is, once it's in the keli, it's either is or heter. For it to be go both ways, you have to be at the second level. That's actually another beautiful application. That means that we're not stuck. Just because you did it a certain way with keli, you could still go back to the, to the source and re, like redirect it in a different way. If a person, let's say, has a bad habit or or is not implementing something correctly. Look, you have this all the time. You have people that say athletes who for some reason either due to an illness or an injury or, or just in their head, they start, they change their position. And a coach will help them reposition themselves because they technically have the talent, but they're, they're standing the wrong way or they're moving the wrong way. So you're helping them move the right way to get the talent back aligned with the kayach properly. So there is a stage, in other words, where you can still shape it this way or that way. That's what he's saying here for sure. Now comes the third level. And the third level within the energies, which he hasn't discussed yet. These are the energies as they manifest in the containers. They come in a level of Tfisa, they're literally grasped, contained. The word contained, I think Tfisa is a real good word. It's contained, meaning contained, not just that it contains it. It's like, I don't want to say, we just say we're looking for the word capture, trap, they're not good words. It's not what you mean. You mean contained that it really uh, fits and works internally, integrated, as I said, within the... Within huh? the parameters, 
Absorbed is for sure. I use the word absorbed. But absorbed, yeah, it's, it's correct word technically as well. Huh? But, um, The best example is what he said in the beginning of the Hemshech, the first three chapters, first uh, chapters two through three, two, three, and four. When you take a hand, look, I'll, I'll give you a very good example for a personal example. When you take your hand and you write something, you're, and you're in the zone, your hand is not like uh, an outside force that's writing. Your seichel is flowing through your hand and you're actually writing. And if you're really in the zone, it's going to be very seamless. There's no way, I mean, even though you can train your people to can write with their feet, with their toes, you know, I highly doubt they're going to write in a book with their toes. They can show a, a trick here and there. Because there's no seamless flow. The hand becomes a seamless flow. I remember when the first time I used the typewriter, and I type a sicha, it was, it was murder. Because the, 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 the keys are already a step beyond your fingers. So I would write it first, and then I would type it. Until... I kept typing until at some point you train yourself and the keys also become like your fingers. Never the same, by the way. Whenever I, if I want to write something really focused, I'll usually write it before I'll type it. Even though today I type extremely well and all that. But it's still, it's far, not, it's far to step away. And, and it's, it's very interesting. For example, word processor. I remember when I went over from a typewriter to a word processor. So it was also another difficulty. It was, it was still a typewriter, but you're not used to manipulating paragraphs and just moving a paragraph. You're used to rewriting it which is a little more connection to your seichel. But then once you learn how to, it's like anything. It's like once, once, well, one of the beautiful things, for example, about uh, Steve Jobs, they say, I saw my granddaughter, you take a, an iPad, it's so intuitive, it becomes like an extension of your own senses. You're almost like, you know, it's because, and that's what, they, that's what they work on. The most brilliant part of technology is they're working on human psychology. What will a human being do? What, one, one of the big challenges with mobile is that it's too small. Usually, for, for fingers to work, you need a certain uh, canvas. You know, you need a certain space. The, small, the smallness. So, that itself is a whole art. How do you make it that it, it still works? But fact of the matter, you'll never be able to, I don't believe, ever have a small hand, handheld that can be the equivalent of your hands really working. Because you need that type of... Um, you could have a small keyboard, but it just never... For a real writer, I can't see writing a book on a... On a you know, I could see writing a note to yourself. You could write a paragraph, an idea. But really, you need to have, you simply need the, there's a certain natural kalim that you need to express. My point that I'm trying to say is that Eidus and kalim work like keiches and, like the keiches and, and evarim. Keiches and nefesh. It's seamless. And there are many examples. I mean, I use the hand because it's something we do intentionally. When you talk about the eye or the ear, that goes without saying. You don't even need effort. As long as your eye is healthy, the ear hariya will go through it and you'll see. You know, for example, glasses. Interestingly, one 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 who wears glasses, you don't even know you're wearing glasses because they made a seamless container that just ample, you know, just enables you. To, it it basically counterbalances whatever short sightedness or or nearsightedness we have. My point I'm trying to say is that Islamshus says it's become tfisa, and Islamshus is that it's a type of whatever words you use. I'm trying to you know, it's more than words; it's explanation. It's where two things meet, literally like a hand and a glove. Even more than a hand and a glove, because a hand and a glove you still can separate. Here it's like more like almost. The keiches, the body, the human body is actually a healthy body, is a seamless flow of the keiches that flow through it without any effort. Integration or interplay, seamless integration or seamless interplay. Integration, internalization, is that yeah? Okay, that's the third level. 
Vishlapshus mamish bekelim, literally within the containers. Achenasim kafimuhusa kelim, and he goes even till the point that the energies become tailored, they become like similar to the personality of the containers. Sheboin shebein areich klal legabe air. Though the containers are infinitely distant from the air. Remember we said it's as distant as the neshama from a goof. And yet they come together. That's of course the kakei hamafilasa. That's the biggest miracle of all. Everything we spoke about, that air remains outside of kelim, that's natural. That they should come together to like a soul and a body. Which is another example. When the soul enters the body, you don't feel, oh I have a force of life and I have my body. You feel, what you feel I'm alive. You don't feel... As a matter of fact, if, you, if someone tells you, how does, what does it feel like to be alive? And you answer, you need a doctor usually. Life shouldn't feel like anything. It, there's no sensation to life. It's, if you feel something, it means that something's not right. Like, you know, if you feel your heart beating, you feel yourself breathing, it's usually a sign of quick breath or you're, you know, or, or you're uh, compensating. These are examples, by the way, that are all used in the first chapter. So if you want to really understand this, go back to chapter 2 and 3 and 4. <coughs> Primarily 2 and 3. So for example, he's using one example of, he's talking about example of Islapshus. Obviously this gives you a distinction of the other two levels. The other two levels are not functional. You know, uh, for example, an embryo, a child, a fetus, inside of a womb, it has kalim, the, 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 the arms and legs are developing and everything, but you cannot it's say that the keiches and nefesh are bislapsus in the fullest sense of the word, in, in, the, in the child, especially earlier stages. Remember he gave the example before about, uh, by the way, Bayless was the year afterwards, 19, he was, he, he, no, he, 1911 he was arrested, until 1913 yes. is when he was, that was the mishpat. So 1912, which is the year, he was after his arrest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting if that's what it meant. I looked around in history. It's in, I gotta figure this one out. He, he, huh? It could be that. He, yeah, he, the Rebbe Rashab was involved in it. In, in the ideas of how to. They, they brought a rov there. That that that, that, that was the, in the direction. Huh? Mazer. to to show that this is talking to sons of the guns and mice. Yeah. No, we're talking yesterday. There's a, a there's a parenthesis that Rebbe Rashab writes in the previous chapter, Tchavtes, close to two thirds down. He uses mitten mitten. He's being someone who's is brought is uh, how would you try someone is uh, is uh, being executed on the way there. Yeah, yeah, huh? And death row, right? But he's coming out, so we're wondering what who is he referring to? Mitten mitten parenthesis. That's not really, it's only to give a dogma that the keiches are not begali by him. So clearly he means something going on here. Lied that in 1912, all those years, the pogroms were all over the place. I mean, the big pogrom in Kishinev was 1906, right? 1905? I know Samach was right after the... the was a year of what they call a lot of the... What do they call pogroms in Hebrew? Uh, the... Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. That was one of the big first. Lubavitch. In Lubavitch? Was she in Lubavitch? What do you mean? Lubavitch? She lost her hearing because of a shot. A shot that was. 
Okay. It's all relevant because the big first immigration of Jews to America came that time. So, okay. is like the comprehension of Eir HaSeichel. See, he's using the word Eir HaSeichel. Not Kleh HaSeichel. The energy of intelligence to appreciate, to understand, to comprehend a physical, a material comprehension. That's not as infinitely distant from seichel, from intelligence and comprehension in the nefesh that is able to comprehend things. So let's say you want to understand, for example, a business idea. Or you want to understand uh, how something operates in this physical world. So though good, yeah, understanding is more sublime than it is touching something. But nevertheless, it's asog gashmiz. That's not be'erech to seichel on its own. Seichel on its own is an abstract force in the nefesh. Like the svara, the idea, the way it's in the comprehension of shamei and hilo, which he just alluded to. Svara achas. Aha. Shem bechin is chesed gvura mamish. In them, it's chesed gvura mamish. Shamei sees gvura and he's machmir. Because he's strict. Hillel, that had, uh, he's uh, chesed, lenient, mekilim. The same thing is the energies, the way they manifest in the containers. They have now become a mohusim dover. They have become, their personality and their being has now become a, 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 a quantifiable, definable, the energy of Chachme, the Eira Chesed, energy of love, Chesed, the Eira Gvura, energy of Gvura. He's talking about within Kalim, Kishahim Ba Kalim. Kishahim Ba Kalim. Yeah. Remember, the Eir has it before, but it's amorphous. In Shmaivav Tayan, the Chesed and Gvura is there too. It's just not defined until it comes into their containers. It's not just that it looks that way. Like in other words, the energy the, it is, is without it's colorless, and it looks that way because the because the co- containers have colors. Rather, they actually become literally chesed and gvura, the air itself, in a form of mitzias. Meaning of substance, ad the bchdei liyus bchinis habitul veiskalos behem liyus achlifu dechtayo. One second, ad, ad the bchdei liyus bchinis habitul veiskalos. How would you read ad the bchdei liyus? That means that they actually become a mitzias. That you could actually say that this mitzias became becomes interchangeable with another mitzias. Yes, goodbye. Right, right, right. Dafke, right. I didn't read the rest of the sentence. Right, ad. To the extent that b'gdei liyus b'chinas habitul v'iskalos b'ham liyus achlifu dichtayu zeodavka ad egiri el elyon. There you go. They've become so defined. He's proving it. This is the proof he used earlier. Once it comes in Shammai and Hillel, the Shammai can't now Shammai has is machmir. For him to now be makel those exceptions, he has to go back to the teacher, go back to the original idea. You need an elyon. You need to go back to the original idea. You can't just suddenly if. If it was, if the energy had no color, so you could say, you know what? Today Shammai hears Gvura. Tomorrow he doesn't have to do anything. He changes his mind. 
because the energy is still uh, remain colorless. Not completely, but but the fact is, it's not the case. It's become defined. His his thinking is now a gvuradika thinking. For him to get a chesedik thinking, he has to go back to the teacher svara, or back to shmaya v'avtalian, hear it again, and say, ah, now I hear a different. Because that shows that the, that that the energy has taken on the shape. So in order for there to be, this is he's basically repeating what he spoke earlier in chapter uh, thirteen. That in order for there to be a bit of his even though it is fundamentally transcendent, but now it's the opposite. Before he was saying the dominance is transcendence and the shape and form is, is so-called overshadowed, paled in compa- pale in comparison. Here, now once it's shaped in the containers, even though it's still air, the daily is because it's a bit of his behind in order to reveal the bitl there, their selflessness, his scholars and their encompassment and the source, in order for them to exchange role reversals, that dafka is our dafka that's specifically through a higher revelation. But the, the, but the end result is that you, can, that you always go back to the... Uh, you don't have to. It means if you want that, you have to go back. In other words, in other words, he's not talking here. The bottom line is you need all three. Yeah. He's going to speak about that. Right now he's just defining the three. Valderech, Mashal Kosov, Valderech, like he says... Even though the way itself is in a higher level, What? I said even though the way itself is the gamry higher than the way that's in the Kalem, but still, it has that ball. Well, let's put it this way. It's a body and a soul. Without a soul, without Seichel, the brain is dead. So Kali is a dead brain. It's the air that gives it seichel. But the air itself has now taken the shape of chesed and gavura. Like I said, when the seichel is coming through your fingers, it's actually taking seichel in these words. It's not just any seichel. Go, you know, he spoke before about a same seichel goes through different words, will go different seichel. The channels become the way that the seichel is now defined by it. That's a psalm. So then he goes on. Well, that much goes hamshel apachadimei. And Gavriel Sashal continues there. Okay. How do you translate Hamshul Pachad Ime? That the dominance and Pachad and awe is with him, with Abishtir. How do you translate Hamshul? Like Mamshul? Like ruler. So Hamshul Pachad Ime, so his, uh, his authority. Uh, so it goes Hamshul Pachad Ime, that he's authority and, 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 and the fear and authority go together. Yeah, okay, that's how it says. Hamshul Pachadimei. That the Hamshul Pachadimei, he's in authority and the Pachad goes together. Okay, the If he makes peace above between Machal, the Sar, the Har, the minister of water, and the second half is Gavriel, the minister of fire. The Eina Machavim Zaza, and they don't extinguish one another. This is specifically through a higher gili. If the air doesn't have any uh, in, in, any shape, what do you need a shalom b'mreim of? The air itself is, is, is both chesed and gvura, or neither. But because the air has become now shaped by chesed, and the air here by shalmayim, and this one... Ah, it's the hamshul pachet imei that creates the shalom b'mreim because he's higher. So it has to come from, okay. 
So this comes from a higher energy. The Malachim Agam Shein Be'el Mabriya, and because because angels, we talk about Michal and Gabriel, even even though they come from the world of Briya, Shoshin Huma Eres Dekel Eres Vikelam Datzilus. He's answering a question because suddenly he went to a lower level. Achlifa Dechtayu is Natzilus. Malachim are in Briya. But he's answering because their root is in the it is the energies and containers of Atsilas. Like he says in Siddur, this is the Mitla Rebbe, Siddur, the Alta Rebbe, Siddur, the Mitla Rebbe wrote, Shara Krishna, the Nefesh, the Malachim, Sharshim, Me'eriz, Datsilas. That the soul, the spirit of angels is rooted in the energies of Atsilas. And the Skalas of these angels, their interconnectivity comes from a higher force that's higher than both of them. This higher energy nullifies them, their existence, so therefore they can join. Same thing as the third level. Same thing as the energies that manifest in the container. That they become part, they are they are now the levels of Chesed and Gvura, like Esh and Mayim and Esh. In order for them to have their nullification and their and it's and they're being encompassed in the source why they are alien dafka. No, no, I'm sorry, not encompassed. It's that they should be able to interconnect and and reverse lachlifu is through a higher energy. Earlier he said, by the way, achlifu duchtayu and iskalus are not the same thing. Achlifu duchtayu chesed becomes a gvura. Iskalus is where chesed includes gvura within it and gvura within chesed. But relevant to our discussion, it's the same point that since it has shape and form, it needs a higher force. To make them interact. And the same thing is for them to unite and to connect in the higher divine energy is through a higher energy. He's going now back to the now the third level, how it's included in the first level. So he's saying like this. Because the root of the energy is that were encompassed in the infinite light. He's basically repeating that. Are united fundamentally with the infinite light. And even when they're revealed. Level 2. When they're revealed before they manifest in the container. Where they're there in a level of without substance and without uh, personality. They're also united in the infinite light. And the way they manifest in containers. Level number 3. Even though the, those, that also then there's still energy that is connected to its source, because they're fundamentally air. They're still air. And this is also connected to what we learned earlier in chapter 14. That the ten spheres relative to the ten kalim, even the third level. Is relative pshittas. So in other words, now we have two le- relative pshittas. You have the relative pshittas of the air is the second level. Air before the containers. Is the air in the containers are also relatively formless compared to the containers. Which remember, containers are mamish chesed and gvura. They can't even change the air when it's in the container is chesed, but but it could go back to its source and assume gvura. The keli can't do that. In other words, personality of shame will never become chesed. His way of thinking can at times be chesedic. Okay? Mekol Mokim. This is the third level. Nevertheless, even though it still retains its form of, its formlessness, it still retains an element of transcendence. Mekol Mokim Zeladeh Gili Er Elyon. 
Nevertheless, for its to experience transcendence, it's through a higher energy. In other words, even though the energy compared to the container is is formless, but once it's in the container, it, it itself cannot just do it on its own. It has to go back to its source, like back to Shmaiva of time, back to the teacher to regain its so-called abstract ethereal nature. In other words, this is important because it's, it's the interface. Just like the energy has to have in it esospheris uh, in order to manifest in the container, you also need it to retain its transcendent element, and you also need it not to get so comfortable in the keli. You want it to always feel restless and know that I'm still an air. That's going to be le- le- relevant later. Remember the four different dysfunctionalities. So it's just important to know that the air still retains that and it goes back in order to get that real higher state. Like someone can say, you know what, I'm happy with my life here on earth. I'm a little transcendent and now there's, so that's it. No, real transcendence, you still go back to your source. You don't just have it easily. Ah, this is the this is the continuation of the Pesachaliyo. Like we say, Ant who you are the Koshalon that binds Umiyachad Lon. That? Yeah. The Koshalon. What is Lon referring to? The Eres Hamislav Shem Bekelim. Aha. Ant to the Koshalon. You are the one that binds them. Umiyachad Lon and you and unite them. The Koyal Eres Hamislav Shem Bekelim. Ah, so you have now Pesachaliyo all three things. Ant to is the first level. Lebe Chushman, that's what it's like. Loses. Antu Chakim Lebe Chachmi Adiyah is level two. Right, and 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 who? Antu the Koshalon, Umiyachalon. You're the one that binds and unites them. The Koyal Eidus Amislapshem Bekelim refers to the energies as they manifest in the containers. The Iskashus Risachdu Shalem. Their connection and their unity. Beheden Say Baruch Hu in the infinite divine light. V'chein Hayyuchud Riskal Shalem Hu Aidei the Antu the Koshit, and also their unity. And their interconnectivity. What does that mean? Is it comes from ant from the, from the, from a higher energy that binds them together. What does it mean? We just said chesed and gvura that they work with each other. And nevertheless, it's higher than the kalim. Their dvekus, their connection, and their unity is in the form of who he and his energies are one. A distinct, in other words, distinctive, distinguishing it from that he and his containers are one. Because at the end of the day, even though they need the ant that connects them, remember the air, even in the keli, is still air. It's both ways. Why? Because this third level has now become a mitzias, something of substance according to the personality of the containers. That's why specifically through a higher energy, that's how they have the bitl. They don't have it on their own. They cannot have it on their own. They have a certain element of bitl. But the real bitl that they have in order for them to be able to unite and interconnect comes from something greater than themselves. Really meaning from the air, the levels of air that are before the third level. Kitsa, the summary. The first level, Esos is a level that is fundamentally exalted. That's the level of Atik of Adam Kadm. Esos The second level, which is Eidus after the Tzimtzum, Energies, but they are now distinct entities, but they're not yet in containers. So that's Bechinus Arich. That's the second level. The Kolzeb Bchinus Blima, 
And all this is without substance. He doesn't say whether it's Arich the Ak. It looks like it's Ak itself. It's Arich. Arich the Klolis. Yeah, it looks like it. Well, sometimes Ak is called Arich of Hishtalshlus. Arich Klolis. Okay, that would be then Primiyasak. Then it's Primiyasak. Remember, it's the Kozbukhim's Remember, Arich is the Shedish and its own. There's the root of, it's already a mocker for the spheres. These are the energies that manifest in containers. They become like Kerech, um, uh, proportionate. To the personality of the containers, and this that they reverse their roles, and also their connection with the, with the source, and the third thing that their interconnectivity, all these three things, that they can exchange roles, that they're connected, and that they see clearly iskalos and achlifa duchtayo are two different things. Iskalos and that they are that they are interconnected. Iskalos means that there's chesed shemgvur. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So iskalos comes from a higher energy that radiates on on them ubahem and within them. Okay, we'll stop here. So we did chapter thirty, page forty-nine and fifty.